This is Julia Sotis, and you're listening to A Different Reality. What else is possible beyond this reality that you haven't yet chosen? And welcome to um, a different reality. I always get the name of this podcast mixed up. Um, welcome to a different reality. And I always want to say beyond this reality or totally beyond this reality, but welcome. I am so glad to have you guys here today. And um, today my guest is Megan Hill. And um, she sort of, she started um, working with Access doing social media. And now it's almost sort of like you, uh, she's sort of... Uh, does all areas and all kinds of different things. And um, I just love the way that she works. And I, I actually work with her and I love working with her. And so I just wanted to have a conversation today about these huge projects that she carries, all of these different energies um, and and how she does it and all of the, using the different tools of access. So thank you so much for coming on, Megan. Thanks for having me. I love the title of your podcast because it can just be anything, you know? Yeah, it's like totally, it's so anything that I can never remember it because it's not solid enough. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, so um, you know, I've known you for a long time. Or it mm -hmm. seems like it seems like you <laughs> for like my whole life and beyond, <laughs> um, and um, you know I, I I see you know the the different things that you do and create, and I just wanted to talk today about like how you create things and these huge projects that you that you're constantly dealing with like I compared it once to putting on an access class is like putting on a wedding but it's like every <laughs> weekend <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so um I'd love to hear more about that because I think that's something that people are a little bit um can be can be daunted by because it's not something that everybody you know believes in their ability to do and you know when you have this trust in yourself um you know, you can really, you can really carry things forward and really create huge things. So I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. When you're saying that, I'm like, wow, I do do a lot of things. <laughs> you do a lot of things. I can see it because I'm on the outside. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> um, I'd say one of the things, like, it's, it's very funny because when I go to create something for myself, like if I do my own class or my own thing, I tend to go into, like, it's not as easy, which is a little bit weird for mm. me because usually everything's quite easy. But I'd say the one thing about, um, like, working with Access over the years is it's really taught me how to um, not be the, uh, like, source or, you know, the only one who can do everything. It's like, like, as you said, if you're doing wedding size events, every weekend and then you know you and I work with telecalls and those are happening during the week when those big events aren't happening and those are just intense sometimes um so it's like you can't do all of that on your own and so one of the one of my greatest like greatest things that I've gotten and that I've learned over time is actually how to work with people and how to work um not have people work for you but have but work with people. And it's not been easy. You know, it's like in this, in, in this reality, whatever you want to call it, or how I was taught, you know, to, to, 
to function with people was very different. There are teams and there are structures. And if you're the leader of the team, then you need to do this. And, you know, it's like all of that doesn't actually allow for the speed with which everyone can like run with if you're doing, you know, huge amounts of structures and systems and, you know, someone's in charge and the other person has to follow, like none of that actually works very well. But right. I think that one of the beauties of the whole business of access is like, I am one, you know, you know, one creator of, in a sea of creators. And when it, when it's amazing is when everyone's like galloping together, you know, yeah. Gary, Gary calls us gaggles, um, like gaggles of geese, <laughs> because, you know, if, if you know, it's like ge- geese fly together but they fly in a formation, but it's not that that formation stays the same and the lead geese is always in the front and the one in the second is always there. If you watch geese and how they they move, they are moving from formation to formation. Sometimes they're in the front, sometimes they're in the back, sometimes they swoop down for food or water or something. Sometimes like I've just been watching geese. I don't know if you have geese where you live, but we have. Yeah, them. yeah. I love, I'm in Canada. Oh my gosh. We had so many geese and living on the farm. It's like skies of geese when they're migrating. Yeah. And it's like, if you, you know, back when Gary was, you know, talking about this, like you guys are more like gaggles. I started like, I've, I've always been fascinated with how geese fly. You know, you see them fly across, across the sky and it's just gorgeous. But I started actually really watching the energy from which they fly and they fly away faster when, you know, they've, they're flying together, but they also don't stay in the same formation. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've seen several of them flying across the sky at the same time, it's like some of them go, oh, I'm going to go over here for a little bit. Oh, I'm going to go over, <laughs> over here for a little bit. And that is really of- sometimes they go on their own. Yeah, sometimes like sometimes they'll be like all off on their own and they look like they're not flying as easily, but who knows what they're doing? Maybe they're just wanting a different scenery <laughs> or you know, whatever. Or they'll be like, you know, there'll be like five V's in the sky and some of them are moving from each one, you know, or some of them all will land and some of them keep flying, and then it's like the ones that didn't want to go down to the ground stay up and they go to a different V, and then it's like they're never like, oh my God, I lost my, <laughs> I lost my, my group of my gaggle. They never, they, it's, I don't know. Like, I would like to have a conversation with a goose. Is it a goose? <laughs> yes, it's a goose. It's a goose. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have a conversation with a goose and be like, do you ever like miss your gag- gaggle of geese? Like, do you ever find them again? Or how does this work? You know? Totally. It doesn't seem like they are, you know, um, committed to one formation and one group of geese (laughs) right oh my gosh now I would really like to see geese like next time there's there's a flock of geese in the sky I'm gonna be like transfixed (laughs) yeah watch it it's it's so beautiful especially when there's like lots of them you know like a group when they're when you can see all of them migrating but I kept watching them like huh that's actually you know you said I started with social media and I did and I started and I had no idea. I didn't have a plan for, you know, any of it, but I just was like, oh, it would be fun to, I really wanted to learn the business. So I was like, I'll start hosting classes. And then I did that for a little bit. And then I moved over here and then I move over there. And um, it's like that for me, 
when people are like, what do you do? I am like, I like playing everywhere. And, you know, that when an access conscious consciousness, the company allows for people to, to do and be that, which I find to be the most phenomenal thing. What a gift for someone like, you know, you and I that just gets bored after a while or, you know what I mean? Like totally. any other company totally. or industry I've ever worked in, you are on a track and you have to stay on that track and you even have to stay in department. Like it's just so limiting. Um, totally. It also allow you to learn and share awareness and all sorts of stuff. So that's well, that's the thing, like for me working for access and with access and in every avenue of access, it's like, yeah. I, I just feel so privileged to be able to do it. And yeah. I don't think, you know, I've been, I started when I was access when I was 19 and I'd never had a real job. And yeah. so I didn't realize the privilege that it was to work for access and how different the rest of the world was because I hadn't, you know, I wasn't like you where I'd had another job and I realized, wow, access is so different. And so yeah. Gary told me to go out and get a real estate license while he was tricking me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I did, and I was in these real estate meetings and I was like, What? the heck like I this is like being like comatose like somebody yeah. just like sedate me please so that yeah. I don't have to like go this slow and yeah. it's also about sell 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 it's like with working with access it's like I'm valued like yeah. I'm like like truly valued and I know that anybody that I work with or or, you know, facilitators will like, if I have something going on, I know I can call them. I know I can call you. I know I can call anybody yeah. at any time that I need it. And like, it's not just about the business producing and then you like take your work hat off. It's like yeah. this amazing flow. And, and I just, I'm so grateful now. Like, you know, I've had, like, I've come and gone working from access. And then, you know, after doing the real estate stuff, I'm like, I will like do anything to to have this job because I'm so grateful for it because it is so much fun and and I'm so valued you know what I mean yeah and your and your capacities are valued and you all of a sudden realize oh I actually have awareness in areas that other people don't or that I'm a contribution that you know it's like you don't have to just duplicate the way that somebody else did it because yeah. they had the right way. It's like you get to discover what you know about creation that's different. Totally. Totally. Exactly. And 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 you totally have the freedom to do that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So so like do you wanna it would be kind of interesting, like, could you talk about sort of like like, let's say you're hosting a class. Um, I know everything's online right now, so it's a little <laughs> bit of a different game. Um, yeah. It has its challenges, and it has the things that are easier about it, so it's, it's different. But, you know, I, like, when you're hosting even a live class, when things are going on, like, like how do you – can you talk about, like, having the awareness of the the whole – the whole picture sort of, I don't even know how to describe it. Like if you, if you're doing a, let's say like, cause for, you know, for those of you out there who maybe haven't taken any access classes or just a, a bars class, you know, like let's say with an access six day event, 
um, or a Symphony of Possibilities event, you know, often there's, um, you know, 150, 200 people, 300 yeah. people, sometimes 400 or 500. The biggest class so far was uh, like a, a longer class, but there were 3,000 people. And some of those people are online at home. And then some of these people are in this venue. Um, and it's just, and they're all over the entire world. They've traveled from all over the entire world. There's like 17 languages or, you know, maybe each class has different amount of languages depending on, um, you know, uh, the request and the people wanting to take it. And then you have the people at home and you have translators that are at home and you have translators in the building. How do you, how do you, I know that it's something that, that both of us have worked on as we've, you know, continued to do this, but I, I really see, um, like that you have such an amazing ability to just keep your calm and just create like whatever is in front of you. And I'd love to hear more about like how you've sort of become that and what you've come to terms with, with yourself and the like, things you've acknowledged about yourself. Cause it's so much about that too. And trusting yourself and knowing yourself and being able to make these big decisions and stuff. And it's just kind of fascinating to me. So I'd love <laughs> to hear your perspective on how, how that's sort of come about for you. Well, it's definitely, I will say, it's it's not like I walked in the door and was like, oh, yay, I'm amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. I definitely have, you know, a capacity or two or three or whatever. Um, but it's also a muscle that you have to to stretch. You know, like when I, when I first started working with um, the classes and events, both online telecalls and, and live classes with access, um, you know, I think the biggest classes we were having were, you know, probably in the, like, with 100 people, and I remember, um, you know, there's, there's an amount of people that I was sort of comfortable with, right, it's like, okay, you know, 100 people, it's like, that's, that's, I can handle that, um, yes. but then when you, start, <laughs> when you start getting a little bit bigger, um, and actually, it's not even the amount of people, but it becomes sort of like the scope of the event. If you add extra special events in there or whatever, it's like, um, I remember my first, the first time I ever hosted an event on my own. So I wasn't like training with somebody who knew what they were doing and I could ask them any question. And basically it was like all of a sudden I, when I was the one that was the, the weed, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember talking with Jonas Benson, who is, um, he works with, you know, he's, I don't even know what his title is, but he works with events all over the world. And um, he was like, I'm here for you and just go for it. Let's see, you know, let's, let's just go see what you got. Or like, I don't, he just kind of like took the training wheels off or something. And I remember it was like, it was the worst to me. It was like the worst event ever so far. Like we, it was in San Diego it was on an island off of San Diego or something like it was. Um, yes, I've been down there. It's like some sort of peninsula islandy thing. Yeah. So, you know, like I, I had all my ducks in a row. Everything was good. Like getting there, you know, leading up to it. Everything was in total control. Not that I'm a control freak or anything like that, but like everything <laughs> was, everything was like ready. So nothing could go wrong. Right. And we get there, <laughs> we get there. And the room for Gary and Dane is like disgusting. Um, the, so we have to move hotels, which is still not that great, but like, you know, having a place that 
the the you know the stars of the event that it's not up to par for them is just number one not ever a good thing you know they you got to take care of them so if you can't totally. if they're not happy the whole thing is not happy but I think we kind of got him happy and then the morning of the event the water main broke on the island so oh. that means <laughs> that the showers didn't work in the hotel rooms um, the toilets didn't work, the sinks, like everything. They couldn't have coffee because they didn't have water. And I was just like, oh my God, what, like, how do you keep like all these people? Like, even though people know that it's out of our control, they still guess who they get to, you know, complain to it's, it's you because it's your events and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't even like, you know, so you go into this like, okay, what else is possible? You start using the tools of access consciousness. And the beauty of all of it is that when you're working with a business and consciousness, everything is designed to create more consciousness for you and everyone. <laughs> totally. So it was like, you know, we found a way and we, um, you know, we brought in coffee from off the island, you know, like you could like drive 15 or 20 minutes or something, but like the whole thing was just like crazy. And, and then also like, I got sick. Like, I mean, I just, it kind of like took me to my knees in a way, but that was yeah. really the first time that wherever I thought I had to do it all on my own to prove that I could handle, you know, an event on my own, I had to start receiving from everywhere, anyone, everything and everywhere, because it just got, it got so bad, basically. And, <laughs> and I'm really grateful because that was the first one. And so then I started teaching me how to like pull, um, like see where, see what people are great at and ask for their help, basically, even right. if they weren't working with the class, you know, it's like, Hey, do you know, do you know, can you help us go get this or what, you know, whatever, but asking for help and starting to receive from everywhere and knowing that, Hey, you know, it's going to be okay. So then it was like, then the next one, again, I don't know what it is about San Diego, but we had another event in San Diego and the event went from, we thought like 80 people were showing up and within, which was cool because we also got on, you know, we had a create call and it was like, what would it take to have, it was an event with Dr. Dane here. And, um, you know, knowing that, anyone could come it was like what would it take to actually have like hundreds of people here and that was before we were having hundreds of people events and we just went on a create call and we asked for it everything that doesn't allow everyone to find out about this and da 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 you know we did some magic and everything and asked for miracles and within 48 hours we went from like 80 people to 190 people wow is if you're, if you've worked with an event, which I know you have, it's like, there are lots of things that go into that then have more chairs, more massage tables. Uh, you have to up the, you know, coffee thing. Like uh, when you, when your event doubles, then as does. The totally. That's, it's so funny. It's so easy to just think, oh, okay. They can just, we can just bring in, you know, another hundred chairs and everything's fine, but it kind of, everything sort of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. You need to add more people to the staff and, you know, and everything. And that was the first time that I really got, okay, what if we could create more than we can handle? Like, what if we could actually ask to create so much that we can't control it and we can't handle it? And what if you could have fun with not, like, like I said, 
admitting that I'm a control freak. So a lot like choosing beyond what you can control invites you to go beyond what you can control, if that makes sense at all. Yeah. Because then you don't, then you actually, it's kind of like the geese thing. Then you have to fly and then you can be like, okay, you know, who can help, who can go here? And it was like, again, things were happening. The ceiling was leaking and the, you know, like all sorts of shit was going, going down. But I just remember like being just so at peace. I remember being so at peace with the whole thing. Like if I can infuse a sense of peace and calm and ease, then that creates that space for everyone involved and people can have their freakouts and, and the, you know, everyone from staff can be freaking out to, you know, people attending the event because people are coming to change their whole life. And that brings up a level of freak out. <laughs> it does. Has nothing really to do with anything that you can handle as, you know, a cl- person dealing with a client besides, hey, you know what? We gotcha. Show up. It's going to be okay. Just show up and it's going to be okay. Yeah. With people that you're working with. Hey, you know what? What else is possible here? If we didn't freak out right now, what else could we create? Because from that space of relaxation, which is funny, I was just writing an email for Simone's relaxation call. But if you relax, not from checkout, not from, oh, I'm going to go sit at the pool until the, the event begins, but you just relax so that it allows everything that is possible to be possible and things that you, you know, don't even, can't even imagine start showing up for you. And that sense of space and sense of relaxation allows so much more ease. But I think the key is it's not a, it's not a place of like chill or um, not doing anything or, you know, like a lot of people like, oh, I'm going to go relax, which means I'm going to sit in a lawn chair and not do anything. It's like, no, what if you're relaxed, but you are so present and going a million miles an hour, but from relaxation. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of a different, a different space because it's a relaxation that um, I don't think anybody's really ever taught us. Like it's not really a normal type of relaxation because often people will relax from just completely checking out of their life, going on autopilot and trying to escape their life. And this is like a totally different thing that you're describing. Well, and back to the geese thing, I was like, oh, that's another thing that they be. They be a relaxation. They're not frantically flying in the air like, wah, wah. I mean, sometimes they do, but (laughs) But they're not like flapping their wings, flying in circles, you know, like freaking out that they're, you know, whatever. They're just like, oh, we got this. We're soaring, you know, like, so. Totally. Well, that's actually a really good, this geese thing. I've never looked at it so closely. I've only heard it mentioned offhand, but it's what a great learning. Like we can learn so much from nature and like, that's just one example that there's like a whole universe in there. And Gary Douglas said one time, I don't remember, this is a complete misquote, but he said something about like be going, like have the speed of life, but be able to hear the birds or see the birds or something. So it's like, you're not like frantically rushing through life. It's like a relaxation where you can still perceive, you know, this, the peace of the birds flying around you. Wow. 
different. Sometimes when I'm having those crazy moments, I'll just like look up into the sky and be like, oh, okay, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Wow. Yeah, nature can teach you so much. Like animals, that's another place where I've really learned a lot about um, leadership is through horses. And if you are listening and you're like, how can horses teach you anything? Oh my God, just, they have conscious horse, conscious rider classes with access consciousness. You don't ever have to get on the horse. You don't even have to touch the horse, but you can if you want to. But they are so energetically um, like aware and congruent with your requests that you start really seeing if you're congruent with what you're requesting. You know, if you're saying, let's do this, and the horse stands there and stares at you, then what energetically are you not actually asking for? You know, wow. so if, if this whole leadership thing or how to, how to work with big projects or whatever, it's like energetically, if you'd like a class that shows you how to energetically create from that demand and request and relaxation and letting go of control and all that sort of stuff, um, check out a conscious horse, conscious rider class. Totally, totally. Like, can you, like, leadership is so, I mean, gosh, we could have, like, 17 podcasts talking about leadership, and we could have 17 podcasts talking about what horses have to teach us, but it's like, can you just talk, you know, we just have a couple more minutes left, but can you just talk a little bit about, you know, the, the different type of leader that, you know, you see available, the like a different way of leadership? Well, I think one of, I had a conversation with Gary um, a couple years ago now, I think at this point, because I apparently was leading from a place of um, like, like from push, if you know what I mean? Like, hey, will you do this? Will you do this? Or like, you know, from this push and it wasn't creating anything great for anyone <laughs> working with me, I thought I was getting lots accomplished, but it wasn't, it wasn't from the space that I could actually be leading from. And I had a conversation with him about it because of course I felt bad and blah, 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 whatever. But I, I, um, I said, you know, like, he's like, are you really, are you, I think he's asked like something, are you willing to be the leader that you truly be? And I was like, you know what? you guys have these conversations on leadership all the time and I'm included in them. And, you know, like, and what I'm really, I just have to be honest. I don't actually want to be a leader. I just said it. I was like, I don't want to be a leader. I don't, I don't know what I don't, I just don't want to be a leader. And he goes, yeah, well, when you are a natural leader and then you decide that you don't want to lead, then the only place that you can lead from is from behind, which. Interesting which comes off as a push. I'm pushing people. I'm, I'm a natural leader saying I don't want to lead. So I will lead you from behind, which feels like a push. Which That's incredible. I mean, really, like that, breaking that down is just beyond incredible. So then I started looking at, okay, if I were to actually, because there was so much involved, like, you know, like we talked about, like there's all this stuff out there about what a leader is that I'd learned from people that are, idiots basically <laughs> yeah. about what that meant and that responsibility and what I had to be and show up as and blah 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 and 
like I didn't want to fail and I like there's all this shit that came up with it and then I started looking at okay what if I just started looking at what would be a leader for me like if I were to have any leader in my life what would I what would I love like who would I love to create with and run with and and it's like like working with you I remember in the beginning you were like is it okay if I tell you like we were creating graphics or something and you're like is it okay if I just tell you that I don't like it or or give you feedback I'm like absolutely <laughs> like I don't have a point of view that the way that I do it is is right I have awareness but it doesn't mean mine's right and and it was beautiful because I remember you it was with there's a telecall on aging and I was like just I think I'd been working on like thousands of graphics at that point so I was like okay this one's good enough is where I went to and you took it like, no, it could be extraordinary. And what you found, like, you know, you found this owl picture. But that to me, like, that's, that's the leader I'd like to be where everyone's included, all everyone's awareness is included, and everyone's greatness can, can show up and everyone gets to have, um, you know, their greatness show up. And I can, yeah. be, I can invite and inspire people to that, but I have to be willing to choose that myself. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for just having this conversation with me because I I think that you, yeah, I think that you see things, you see the same thing that I see, but you see it from your point of view and it helps me see my point of view better. So I really, really, what what do you see in leaders? Like, what do you love about, like, what have you learned about it? It's your podcast. It's like, you know, I, I just, there are some leaders that I work with that are so honoring of who I am and honoring of everybody that they work with. Even if it's like, you know, <laughs> there are people like, like Gary, who can be like, you're being a total asshole right now like you're ruining everything and I'm like (laughs) I'm like thank you so much for telling me (laughs) because he's not judging me um you know he's not judging me at all and he's been there for me um you know he's been there for me in a different way than anybody else has in my life and um every time that I've I have um followed his leadership really because it is following in a way but it's still what I wanted in the first place so it's my own leadership but it's also following his leadership you know he's talked about following and being willing to follow and and so when I have you know it's been a lot of trial and error you know it doesn't happen overnight like you were saying and and um when I have followed um his leadership um, and followed my own awareness, it's like things have worked out in my life that are better than I would have hoped my life to work out. And and it's like, huh? And then so then it's like when you have that much, that kind of a relationship with somebody and you trust them that much um, and, you know, and they have, they have given you so much in your life, it's like, you know, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like, it's like, there's no, there's no push. There's no drag. There's no nothing. I'm just so grateful for everything. Um, everything that he has been for me and never judging me that it's like, I will literally be so grateful to, 
to do anything to support him or to help make his life work better. And, yeah. and it's a bigger, it's a bigger sphere than just him and I, it's this business, it's consciousness, it's everything that's going on. It's every project that we work on. And, um, but it's just, I'm just, it's like, I, that's what I, you know, would like to be in the world and why I wanted you to come on this podcast. Cause I really see you being that, but it's like this place where you're, you're so not in judgment of somebody that they are, you know, grateful to contribute anything that they can because you've contributed so much to them, you know? So it's, it's very powerful. It's a very, very, very sort of intimate. Like, it's not like, you know, you can't have that veil of like, the business world, or you can't have that veil of uh, confidentiality or that veil of, you know, um, customer client relationships. It's like all of that is completely abolished in this different type of, of business. You know, it's like that doesn't exist anymore. And it's this, this different world. And it's, it's a much more magical, kind, happy world. Yeah. And you say the thing about judgment and the, that's one thing that, that does kill a project <laughs> or your life. Maybe your life is one big project, but <laughs> if you are if you are a leading leading person in your life with your projects, with your company, with whatever, notice when you go to judgment and notice when you go to judge someone else for not doing something, or notice when you're judging what's showing up, because those are like I'm I've gotten way, 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 way better. But it's like, you know, like with classes and events, it's like, oh, if you go into that's not enough or it's not working, that's, there's no question there, you know, like, and I know we've got to get off, but it's just so interesting because like, as an example, but all the events that were on the schedule for access before coronavirus, they weren't growing, you know, it's like, I'm looking at all of them throughout the whole year or whatever wow. like for March and April. Yeah, March and April, everything was getting really weird and nothing was growing. And a lot of us went to judgment in a way, like we were aware, but we were judging that like, okay, what's not like, it was so interesting because we were all so aware of a future that we didn't know we were aware of in some weird way. But that taught me so much because it was like, oh, there was an event in San Francisco where we, we had you know, coronavirus hit and they, the hotel shut it down. So you could only have 50 people. Guess how many people were registered? 50. <laughs> um, like, Budapest, like all these places, we, we never got above 50, which for access who creates hundreds, it was like, we were like, what the fuck is going on? Um, it's called the universe is giving you exactly what, <laughs> what you can handle. And you aren't asking like, maybe like, you know, what, what is this? What's going on? And then the ones that never happened, they never grew. So there's this whole place of if you can make, like, catch yourself when you're going into judgment and instead flip it and ask a question. What is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how do I change it? Those things are vital in creation, in leadership, in in all of it. Um, So those are your four questions. There's your home play with anything that goes on with whatever you're creating, anyone you're working with, any project, your life, when something, you know, comes up, gets sticky or whatever, what is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how do I change it? And be really aware if it's a yes or no, if you can change it. (laughs) Totally. No, those questions are so, um, 
you know, when I remember to use them, oh, they just change things around totally. And I love the the one like, can I change this? Because right. to me, that's super empowering because uh, oftentimes it's a yes, I can change it. Sometimes it's a no because it's like somebody else's choice. But yeah. it's like when I ask, can I change this? And it is my choice. I've already assumed no somewhere in my world. And when I ask, can I change this? And I'm like, wait, yeah, like, wait a second. I can't change it. I have the tools. And when it brings me to that, I'm just like, oh, I'm so grateful for this tool. And I have to change anything. And then I, it literally changes. Those tools are, those four questions are so powerful. To a degree, people, I don't think that most people get. They're so powerful. They are. So don't use them. Don't use them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Julia. So, so much. It's been, it's been such a, a nice, nice way to start my morning. Right? Yes. Wow. Awesome. And thank you, everybody out there listening. And um, thank you for just everything you're being and choosing and for being here and listening to this podcast and and being the difference that you are. So thank you, Megan. And uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining me on another episode of A Different Reality. It would be awesome if you could share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm always looking to spread the seeds of consciousness. And you can find me on my website at juliasotis.com. Until next time, what energy, space, consciousness, and choice can you be to create a reality totally beyond this reality with total ease?